and welcome to Talk Theater in Chicago. I'm your host this week, Ben O'Nelson, and this week I'll be talking to Nick Diamond, the artistic director of Straw Dog Theater Company, a 23-year-old storefront ensemble company in the Lakeview neighborhood. I first met Nick when I interviewed him for a full store frontal article right here for theaterinchicago.com. And recently, I was incredibly lucky to be able to work with him when I assisted the director, Shade Murray, on the currently running, absolutely fantastic production of The Good Soul of Szechuan by Bertolt Brecht. Obviously, I am completely biased, uh, and you should not take my word for it, but take my word for it and see this show. Anyway, we're in season announcement season here in Chicago, a time when most companies are releasing what plays they're going to be doing next year. And Straw Dog has just made a similar announcement. Knowing that Nick is always good for a chat, I sat down to talk with him uh, about The Good Soul of Szechuan, Straw Dog's 22nd, and now facing their 23rd season, and whatever else he had on his mind. I'm sitting down today with uh, Nick Diamond, the artistic director of Straw Dog Theater. Hey, Nick. Hey, Benno. <laughs> okay. Hopefully we will put that at the end of the interview, like where it was recorded. No, you, I mean, we, we can put it anywhere. Um, uh, do you want, do you want to say anything about, about the, uh, the 2010, 2011 season coming up? I mean, if, if the, the, I think, you know, press releases and whatnot are going out oh, today. Yeah. So, um, but, but I'm, I'm not even talking about that for, for people who want real extensive information, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, uh, lineup wise, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just blanking on the second author's name on one of our plays. Oh, uh, <laughs> State, State of the Union. Uh, we're leading off the season with State of the Union, nice. written by Russell Krauss and somebody else who I'm sure was really fantastic. <laughs> and that is being directed by Jeff Button in his Straw Dog directing debut, which is thrilling to contemplate. I've I've had my eye on that guy for a while, uh, and we're really excited to get him in the house. Um, and that's a that's a 1946 kind of you know your prototypical American classic naturalistic play that has everything to do with uh, kind of the origins of the current political system. Hmm. You know, it has to do with a really idealistic candidate who uh, would, in fact, be an incredible president, but the scrutiny that he has to withstand in order to be able to, the examination hmm. of some of his personal issues and whatnot, that kind of make him unelectable. And so... Uh, I have a feeling that that's not what Thomas Jefferson and all those guys had in mind as they were contemplating the system. And I know that, you know, I don't want to get into that whole thing, but it's re it's really interesting to kind of, and the, it, this guy has incredibly progressive ideas. Uh, he's a business magnate who's pro-union, um, and he's a Republican candidate. Nice. Right? I find that fascinating based on kind of how everything has shifted over the last 60 years now. Uh, play number two, Lou Conti, who is, uh, I think I, I introduced him the other night as like the sh a Chicago directing sensei. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've really, I, I've, li I mean, literally, I've looked up to that guy's work for as long as I've been in the city. I mean, he's wow. been churning out some of the highest quality plays that I've seen in the yeah. city since I've been here. And so having a chance to finally get him in the house. And the way that I do that is I walk up to people and I'm like, what is the thing that nobody else will let you do? <laughs> uh, you know, and Lou, who has knocked all these, all these pl plays, kind of like, just like the one I just described, you know, that State of the Union kind of great American chestnut play that mm -hmm. knocked him out of the park. And he's, you know, earned his lunch off that for 
ever that he came up with Edward Kemp's incredible adaptation of uh, Master and Margarita by Bulgakov, right? Um, you know, huge, fantastic worlds. You know, it's, it's when the devil came to Moscow, essentially, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and it's kind of, it's interesting as Lou was at Good Soul the other night, he came up to me and he was like, you know, we've got a live band in our, in that show as well. And a couple of these guys, I'm like, yes. (laughs) Uh, and then play number three is, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what the technical term for it is. It's a revival. It's a, a reincarnation. Um, we got our hands on famous doors, uh, translation adaptation of Manfred Karger's conquest of the South Pole that they just dominated the city with. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people would be scared kind of actually trying to tackle that after the insane success. I mean, again, it was a kind of a, at that stage in the game, it was a benchmark type production mm. in Chicago. Um, and uh, we're just so lucky to have our very own company member, Kimberly Senior, coming in and directing that play. And it's a, it's, it's a really simple, kind of beautiful little story just about a group of unemployed friends who, in order to kind of manage their depression, uh, decide to reenact from this book, uh, reenact the first successful journey to the South Pole in their attic. Wow. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of crazy kind of expressionistic gestures inherent to the book as well as the play that we're dealing with. So, uh, and I mean, just those three plays alone are pretty thrilling and offer a really great range of you know, uh, flavors. You know, I often refer to kind of picking a season at Straw Dog as a gourmet, as a plate of gourmet food with mm-hmm. three things on it, right? Like none of those three, th- those three things all have to taste differently, but all have to taste different, but they all have to be designed to taste good together. Right, 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 right. Um, and, and I feel really, really great about the kind of, again, the breadth, the breadth of range that, that those three different plays give us. And then when I add in the, the directors, I mean, you know, did did you see Jeff Button's Desire Under the Elms? No. Scorching. Scorching. I mean, it's, uh, and uh, like, you know, I I saw that play of his and then I went up to see Tommy that he directed at Northwestern as his project. Blew it out. That's great. Uh, And I I can't wait, right? I just, I, I, I really like, when, when you give that guy an opportunity to talk about plays, I really like the way that he talks about plays. And again, Lou is, Lou, 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 right? Like Lou, Lou's got a, Lou's got a bathroom wallpapered with Jeff Ward. <laughs> and Kimberly Sr. is the hit maker, man. That, did you, you know the Pillow Man is still going? Yeah. Tom Hickey opened the Pillow Man with her, I think in, sometime in January. Yeah. And then he had to, that, they, they extended. He had to jump out of that play to go into Uncle Vanya. When Uncle Vanya closed, he's now back in pillow. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? I mean, like, she, she, she really is. She's my little hit maker. <laughs> you, keep, you keep bringing him home to daddy, baby. So it's going to be a great season. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, well, I want maybe change gears just a little bit and talk about where you stand today in terms of seeing the last show of one season up and the announcement for the next season and you know you guys don't actually ever slow down entirely you know you 
you function as a rental house year round. You have your late night programming that I think is one of like the coolest things in the city. It's really cool. And um, I'm glad to hear you say that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So tell me about about sort of well your day to day and 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 sort of looking forward and sure. backward. I mean, it's what is it? It's August like 29th or something today. Uh, oh, sorry. It's 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 April 29th today, right? Yeah, I think so. I believe that as of Next week, I will already be late on a couple of our production deadlines for next year. Oh, man. Right. Um, season selection is an ongoing, ongoing process. And we, we try to do a bit of that in the summertime while people, well, hmm. what, <laughs> generally, we try to do that in the summertime while people aren't in production. However, on top of all of the kind of, excuse me, gearing up for next year stuff that we're doing. We are bringing, we are remounting Red Noses out at right. Theater on the Lake in right. July and then bringing it back to Straw Dog for that month long homestand. That's cool. It's the first time we've ever, I mean, we've done Theater on the Lake before, but it's the first time we've ever kind of used it as an opportunity to bring a show back to Straw Dog afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's the first real remount like that. That's exciting. Um, and yeah, and it's, it was cool. And it's, it was really, I think it's because we felt we weren't done. Mm -hmm. Right, we felt like there was there's more there's there's more there. Like we would like to do this some more. That's cool. And there's a lot of shows that are great for us. I'm like God, you know, but I'm closing out. I'm like, thank God that one's done. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, I think, and and that's the main reason that we're that we we're interested in doing that. But and you know, and there are production concerns around there because we have we've had to recast a third of the show. Yikes. Um, yeah, but it, that's also, you know, as we think that's about, as, as we think about the value, you know, the, the, the challenge value, mm -hmm. right? Like, and also the, the righteousness of that show came from that whole group of people building it together and yeah. so figuring out a way to kind of like, all right, we have to shake this up a little bit. We have different, you know, we're, we're we didn't, we're, we, the replacement guest artists, that's a, God, that's a terrible thing to say. The uh, new guest artists. <laughs> are our fantastic new castmates. Uh huh. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's, it was really important as Matt and I were contemplating that audition that we weren't trying to find people that were just going to be able to do the thing that the yeah. person did, because his whole approach had to do with finding each of the actors' clowns, inner clown, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and figuring out a way to weave that into the storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so having a chance to not having a chance, almost being forced to kind of unweave some things and re-put it back together. Yeah, that's exciting. Again, that's where the, I think that's where the challenge comes from. And so, you know, we're, we start rehearsal for that in the beginning of June. Wow. Uh, it was interesting. At our, you know, and we, we have monthly company meetings and monthly board meetings and then committee meetings and all those kinds of things, regardless of whether or not we're in production. Um, and at, and the, at this last company meeting, which is this last week, I was looking at May and I was contemplating. I was like, all right. So I see we've got these couple of standing meetings and we've got a couple of nights set aside for season selection stuff. I think we're going to scratch those season selection nights, right? Like I think that given the fact that we're going to have the June and July that we're going to have, that having a month of just being in production and just running the business is enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, and the other thing that, that I mentioned to you is that, you know, one of our, a huge ongoing effort is board development, right? And that right. 
when we get into production cycles, you know, as we start to mm-hmm. kind of do our daily triage, it's easy for those type of activities to long term bounce their way towards the bottom. And now that we've got a chance that we're not you know, not not literally building a play, not building a world, now we have to spend some more all of that time building a company. So, but also, you know, it's like summertime, three of the really only really great months of the. <laughs> in the city of Chicago, and so got to spend some time on some boats, and got to spend some time on some beaches and swimming, and yeah, yeah, barbecuing and summer things like that. <laughs> got to find time for that shit. Yeah, I can't all be in the dark. No. Uh, <laughs> so something that I want to talk to you about, I think, is, is uh, <laughs> you, you do sort of wear a lot of hats, um, uh, figuratively and literally. <laughs> And um, it's, it's, I'm, I don't have any hair on my head, and it's fucking cold in this city. People begrudge me my hat. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, um, in a sense, like as as the artistic director of Straw Dog, you um, you, it's so cool that you still do set design. And um, is it official that you don't direct anymore, or are you not? Have you just it just sort of hasn't happened in a while, or? Um, it has been actually this is really the it's it's fascinating I've been talking about this with some folks inside the company obviously oh, yeah. but this is really the first time anybody from outside has kind of brought that up and it's um, I have found that in terms of achieving the kind of overall balances that I need to achieve yeah uh, one of which has to do with a certain amount of efficiency and progress with my job managing the company and mm-hmm. being the artistic director. That kind of checking out for two, two and a half months at a time yeah. to concentrate on just the one thing inevitably put a lot of straw dog stuff in jeopardy, right? Like whatever mm-hmm. show was happening after I was directing is not getting my full attention. Um as well as, you know, kind of home life stuff starts mm-hmm. to get away from me and I start to just feel maladjusted and I don't feel, I've never, I've never bought into that kind of like moody, maladjusted, you know, living in a cardboard box yeah. artist stereotype, yeah, right? I, totally I actually agree. feel like, I mean, and it, it, it's true that they generate, that those types of personalities can generate some compelling art. Sure. For other people of those personalities largely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if, you know, there's, there's, a, there are certain kind of creature comforty type things that have been become important to me, like sleep and you know, all those kinds of things. And so, prioritization-wise, uh, it's I started to kind of have that inkling a couple years back, realizing that, that that a lot of the other aspects of my job at Straw Dog were suffering as a result of it. And then on top of it, uh, I haven't since I started to have that thought, I haven't found a story that has kind of grabbed me and wow. actually yanked me back in. And and that's crazy given the fact that I've run across and put my hands on a dozens of awesome yeah. stories since then, right? Yeah. So I don't know, you know, like the, I had a chance to to go through a lot of my like back pocket, deep, dark, secret stuff mm-hmm. as a result of being associated with a company like Straw Dog. You know, I'd, I'd had... When I was 16 years old, I saw production of Measure for Measure at at the Court Theater, actually, oh, wow. which you know represent Hyde Park, 
but at 16, I was like, nope, that's not it. Hmm. Right? Like, and I, so mm-hmm. I, so I developed a, 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 a take on that story that kind of stuck with me for 10 years before I had a chance to do it. Wow, wow, wow. The Tooth of Crime, Sam Shepard, right? You know, insane rock opera, road race, killer road race, <laughs> rock opera play. Um, you know, like that had been a deep, dark secret. And so I had a chance to kind of scratch a bunch of those. That's you know, cool. I mean, and you know the ones. Like I know. The, 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 the source ones, the ones that yeah. kind of, you know, gave you the, like, this is my motivation to do this is because I want to have a chance to do that at some stage in the game. Right, right, right. right. And so um, I, I will say there, I, I was really tempted on, as as I was contemplating both Conquest and State of the Union for next year, mm-hmm. I was sorely tempted. And I had a bunch of people, a, a bunch of really close people to me, actually suggesting, like, hey, really, come on. You, it's really. Uh-huh. It's, you you got to do it. You yeah, gotta yeah, do it. yeah. You got to do it. And I've been feeling so proud of the momentum that we've had at Straw Dog for the last couple of years mm. that I don't think that I'm ready to jeopardize that in order to jump back in you know what yeah, I mean yeah I do yeah yeah and yeah so yeah. it's 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 a really weird com- combination of I think uh, exceptional selfishness and uh, tr- <laughs> trying to be generous or yeah. trying to be responsible you know? <laughs> yeah that's really interesting uh, um so it is it is it's like it's not there's no like official decree. There's no, no, no it's, no, it's, no, it's no, like no. a, I have not a been merger banned. of habits. <laughs> Actually, it's really funny because I've been, you, you mentioned the set design stuff. Yeah. Right? I've, been, I've had a chance to do a bit of that, which is great. I mean, and that's how I came into the company. I joined the company right. as a resident set designer. So it's nice to have a chance to do those kinds of things. But actually, you know, so I did the design for Good Soul and I did the design for Red Noses last year, which that design was more just like mop captain, uh-huh. right? Like figuring out a way to mop up all the paint. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, before that, the design, the last design I had done was Fuddy Mirrors for Kimberly Senior. Oh, wow, yeah. And it was really, it was a really great design. And it was one of those projects where the, like, the, the paint was drying on opening night oh, as the man. lights were going up. Oh, God. And so I had a decree. I did. I did put down a decree that we weren't working with that designer again for a long time. And so it took some years. And when, and when all of a sudden it became clear that I was that I, you know that I was that I was going to be doing the red noses thing, a couple smart ass people, Kyle Hammond, uh-huh. was like, "Hey, I thought we weren't going to hire that guy anymore." Uh, no, and I, you know, and I, I haven't, I haven't kind of identified if there's any design opportunities for me next year yet right i'm still Mm -hmm. kind of just reveling in the having it all lined up and having such an all-stars group of directors in yeah um what's really cool i mean i wonder just maybe to pursue this a little bit longer but like um do you feel that as artistic director um that the set design allows is sort of a way to you know encourage your collaborators and uh um contribute in a sort of active way on the ground you know yeah i mean oh oh no i've been found out Uh (laughs) right you know it's that's it's it's i mean i always tell anybody at straw dog when i hire them i mean anybody for any job that uh you know i i really make an effort to hire people and kind of give them all the tools they need to do their job and then send them off to do their job However, I reserve the right to jump in any task at any moment, any time. I, you know, I, 
completely at my discretion. Yeah, nice. Right? And so, <coughs> um, kind of uh, trying to kind of carry that forward, right? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure really how tons of other artistic directors do it, but, you know, I'm at all the production meetings anyway. I'm at, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. rehearsals anyway. I just try to kind of try to stay involved that way, but figuring out a way to sneak my way onto a stat onto the staff helps give me a you know a, a different platform to right. represent the values from. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean, it kind of it it it, it, it gives me the, like you know the the official voice of well as we contemplate how we use space or as we contemplate mm-hmm. what immersion means for this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's it's nice to kind of be that little bit more hands-on. And I think it also makes it easier for the rest of the team to kind of be able to incorporate any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, all of this, I mean, at the same time, you know, I say I say that, but, but when you contacted me like 45 minutes ago to ask me to do podcast, <laughs> and I, I, I will say I think that part should stay in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, you mentioned that some of the things that were on your mind had to do with ensemble. Yeah. And the way that we work at Straw Dog, I mean, even on that production end, if, I think you noticed over the course of Good Soul, right? Like, everybody was in everybody's business. Yeah. Man. I had Allie Greaves, the set designer, come up, like, literally come up to me one day with her list of notes for the set. Oh, wait, the costume designer. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, the, the costume designer come up to me with her list of notes for the set, right? Like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know, I spent hours sitting next to Seth, the lighting designer. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, what can we do this? Can we do this? Yeah, right? like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you know, we could call it ensemble. We could call it collaboration. We could call it whatever we want to. But, it, I mean, it essentially kind of all comes back to this idea of strength and numbers. Mm-hmm. And if you get a bunch of right-minded people together, try to point them all in the same direction. Yeah, you know, it's really important to pay attention to all of the different positive input that you can get. Yeah, definitely. Note, I said positive input, uh-huh. right? Like it, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it gets really tricky, is because there's some, you know, there were some of the things that were on Allie's list where I was like, "You can kiss my grits," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And some of the things that I, you know, I suggested to Seth, he looked at me like I was an idiot. Yeah, know? so right. I mean, you know, but it, but it becomes an, it becomes again, you know, and Shade is great at this, and it's one of the reasons that he's. One part of our company is that you know, um, since everyone has a really clear idea of what the end goal is, mm-hmm. it's really easy to kind of not 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 sweat the small stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I you know, I haven't had a chance to work around town that much recently, but you know, I I, I like to think that we're kind of one of the more like you know low drama. One of the one of the catchphrases, one of the sound bites that I, I like to throw around is, is that you know, we take the work that we do really, really seriously, while really making an effort not to take ourselves seriously at all. Right. And sometimes it gets away with you, but generally speaking, you know, we try to concentrate on the right way of doing things. Right. You know, like the more engagement that we can get from the more different, interesting artists. The better our exploration of the story is going to be, the deeper we're going to be able to get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about ensemble. Um, you know, I think that's a word with a lot of meanings and a lot of meaning in in a city like Chicago. And um, you know, here Straw Dog is. It's been around since uh, since I was in diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's it like, sort of being at? Do you, 
at the helm of that and um, in the thick of that. It's, it's been, I mean, it's it's great. It's been a fascinating journey over the last 15 years now, almost. Um, when I first joined the company, you know, there were the company was six or seven years old, and there were already no original members associated with it. Right. But there was a space. And you know, I, the, the the sound bite I use for this story is, you know, when I first joined, it was six sad people sitting on dirty carpet, and there were times when, you know, we had if we had a show that didn't go well, we'd have to cancel everything and lay back and just rent out the space and kind of lick our wounds and get our act together and be able to produce again. Um, and over the course of that time, you know, the our our our, our emeritus list is almost obscene, right? Every yeah, granted. That's, you know, on that emeritus list is anybody who's ever been on the board or in the ensemble or uh, an associate or any of those kinds of things. But, um, you know, the company began to grow. And at that point in time, it was, you know, since there were so few of us and since there was so little structure, we were all doing all the work. You know, as the Mm -hmm. resident set designer, I designed and built all the scenery for two, three years, pretty much by myself. you know, and a certain sense of legitimate entitlement starts to come into the mix, right? Like I'm doing all of this, and so yeah. there, you know, there are certain things that I'm expecting back. And you know, we had a group of like a dozen, fifteen people. You know, over the you know, over the, like my first five, seven years with the company. Um, and that's, that's, to me, it's kind of like when, after, you know, like when I joined, then we had that group of folks come in. That's when I started to really get a notion of what ensemble meant. Hmm. And the soundbite I use for this one is that, you know, I, w- I was raised, I'm a director that was raised by a pack of actors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As I, as I think about, you know, Straw Dog in between 1997 and 2000, um, you know, Mike Dobbs, Bart Petty, David Warren, uh, you know, Steph Manglaris. You know, there's 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 a whole crew of them. God, you know, I I, I wish they were all still with the cause. Um, but there's a whole crew of them that were really patient with me and kind of helped helped me start to understand what that meant from an acting perspective. Hmm. And then I was able to start trying to we, we, I shouldn't say I, we were able to start putting some of those principles in place on the company functioning level. You know, how we selected seasons was an obscenely democratic process for a long time that involved voting and numbers and wow. digit, you know, like decimal points and all kinds of nonsense. And so there have been, you know, there have been tons of kind of fits and starts with the whole thing, but the whole time, it's again, and I, I, I don't mean to overplay this word, but it's had to do with a sense of the really positive aspects of it. The whole time, it had to do with a, a healthy sense of responsibility, hmm. a healthy sense of mutual or collective responsibility. Yeah, you know, I, I, I there, there, there are times that I, I, I refer to, you know. I refer to Straw Dog to company members as this thing of ours, you know, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 
all of us are invested. And then, you know, and then, you know, and then I, like I said, you know, there was that like heavy entitlement phase and then kind of trying to ride that out because that's not ultimately healthy is to have it feel that transactional. And, <clears throat> and so then we kind of tried to quantify it and sat down in one of our retreats and did a list of rights and responsibilities. And each of them were like 30 items long. It's, it's still fantastic that the, that, that the number one right, the first right that anybody came, like, said when we were coming up with this conversation was dollar beers. I think that's hilarious. Um, but, uh, you know, so we were kind of functioning that way and then we realized, you know, that's, it's, that's, that's a reasonable way to approach it. It's really unwieldy to yeah. contemplate trying to manage to all those different sets of expectations. Mm -hmm. So in a subsequent re retreat, we again kind of, we, we made sure to, to take any transactional nature out of it in terms of if you do, you know, this, then you get to be in X number of shows. Right. Do this, right. Like as we talk about the rights of straw dog members, you know, that, that is all covered under the phrase, you know, priority access to artistic opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, but that has to do with the fact that I'm always going to want to start with my folks. My folks are awesome. Right. right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of those things were in place during the years where the ensemble wasn't confident that the leadership felt that way about the ensemble. Mm. And so, you know, like I said, it's been, it's been, it's been sloppy and it's been wandering. And the thing that's really helped us turn the corner in addition to this kind of honing down the rights and responsibilities list is identifying a set of values that we make our decisions on as opposed to it just being kind of whatever the, the the group preference for something at that moment Interesting. was. Interesting, yeah. Right, because, you know, again, I love all my folks, but we're all we're all fickle, right? Like, it depends on what happens to us that, that day, depending, you know, like what, you know, what our perspective on any given issue will be. Sure, sure. And so it's important to have those milestones. And we sat down and did some work. And Nate Allen uh, from the house, actually, God bless him, my homie, came over and helped us with a couple of those cool. initial sessions and sifting through symbols and figuring out, you know, like, you know, what are these things that essentially, and not trying to be fancy or you know, marketing terms, but what are, what are these ideas? What are these things that we will go to the mat for every time? Mm -hmm. What are the things that are always important to us? Not just as, as the way that we do our plays, but the way that we run our entire organization. Yeah. And, you know, the, the things that we've come up with are not, you know, like I said, not fancy, not marketing. As we talk about our values, we talk, we talk about we value genuine connection. We value challenges. We, we value using our ensemble to build a community. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, if they're, they're, they're not, they're not restrictive. They're not, they're, it just feels like it's, it's something that's a constant source of, of positive encouragement. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime that, we are making a choice that helps us with those values. We know we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so even, you know, through, there was, there was a couple of questionable days over the course of Good Soul, right? Where you're like, hmm, you know, like this is, and it's everything to do with shades. It's not opening till it's opening. Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, this is, if somebody saw this right now, this would, this, this would not be representative of the things that we hold dear. Hmm. Right, like there was a couple moments where, as things were still kind of trying sure, to come sure, in, sure, sure. And there were moments late in the process. Sure, right, but that that Wednesday after tech, yeah, and all of a sudden you realize that after spending however many hours out of however many hours that weekend, immersed in Brecht and all of his devices and being distracted by devices, that 
as a result of everyone having their eyes on the prize, keep like not just eyes on the prize, that's a lame thing to say, eyes on the same prize. Yeah. That that story popped out, right? Like it literally popped. Yeah. And I don't think anybody was expecting that that night. Right, right, right. You know what right. I mean? It was kind of. I refer to I refer to that as the proof of concept. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and I think that I've I've effectively wandered off the the idea of ensemble, but I, I mean I think the main thing this has more to do with the the way that we approach it, the way that the way that it works when we approach it this way is when we emphasize the responsibility aspect of it. That's yeah. responsibility to the values. That's responsibility to each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something that, yeah, I kind of want to push you on, I guess, is like that, um, one that I think it's true that the sort of like the prototypical sort of ensemble, Chicago ensemble, is an acting ensemble. And I think it's interesting that you are not an actor, you know, uh, who, who entered not as an actor, has explored all kinds of, uh, you know, extra opportunities that are still not acting. At the helm of an essentially acting ensemble, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And with, uh, so yeah, so, so talk about that, I guess. Uh, another thing I, I talk about in regards to Straw Dog is, well, not, not what am I getting out of it, but what, what am I trying to learn through my, affiliation with it. Sure, yeah. And for sure, figuring out a way to righteously lead mm -hmm. a group of people uh, is important for me. You know, kind of it's, some of that has to do with the way that I grew up and it's pretty, a relatively active liberal political scene in the in Park Forest, the suburb that I grew up in. Um and kind of this and so this this notion of like leading people to righteous to righteous ends has always been significant to me and as I started figuring out that theater art in general was interesting to me. Mm -hmm. That I knew I mean, I wanted to be a director from the moment I ever started doing theater. Yeah. Right. There's that whole, <coughs> excuse me. There's actually that whole old school Russian academy, right? Like, you know how Stanislavski had his whole sure, sure, sure. school, right? Like, Meyerhold had a school yeah, set up, and it was school. predicated on the notion that everybody, like, everybody wants to be a director. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but it's this notion of go in, spend a half. Spend six months in the box office. Spend six months in the marketing team. Spend six months in the scene shop. Spend six right like teach yourself about this yeah. medium. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about Straw Dog is I've had, a, I've had a chance to learn a lot of things, but I've also had a chance to um kind of a, start applying some of those things that I learned in other places and other the regional houses that actually paid my bills for the first couple of years out of school. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of, it, it's, it seemed, it seemed natural for me, right? It seemed that, you know, once I identified theater art and once I had developed all these different sets of skills, it seemed like, all right, now you're ready to actually give it a shot. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, I don't, I, you know, again, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't, uh, it, it'd probably take some psycho, like real psychoanalysis <laughs> to figure out, like, you know, the, 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 the real thing. But there's also, you know, definitely an, an only, I'm an only child. Uh huh. And so there's an only child thing. And so figuring out yeah. a way to actually function with people is also another, you know, I'm sure one of the things that I'm meant to be learning. And I like to think that I'm getting better at about a, a lot of that stuff. You know, I used to be, I used to, I used to be a bit of a brawler, right? Like, you know, I've, I've never, I've not, confrontation has never scared me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but now I kind of use that as a, like it's, that's just, like, that's just the case. I don't have to brandish that fact in everybody's face. <laughs> I don't have, have to, to be, conf- I don't have to be confrontational about that. <laughs> you know, and, you know, so again, you know, there's, there's so many things to that, that, you know, that's, that's the reason to be an artist, right? Is so you can figure out, you're spending time, Studying serious stories with interested people. Yeah. Right? Like that's, uh, I don't know, right? I think, I think that's as, that's as much activism as, that's as much activism as I think I can really sign up for. Yeah. Right. Anything that you want to close with, I know? Anything that you want to, I mean, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Is there anything that, uh, <laughs> on your mind? should I lay down on this couch? Or, uh... <laughs> That's it for this week. Thanks so much to our guest, Nick Diamond, artistic director of Straw Dog Theater Company. You can catch The Good Soul of Szechuan by Bertolt Brecht, directed by Shade Murray at Straw Dog through the end of May. And you can see a remount of last year's hit. Straw Dog production of Red Noses, directed by Matt Hawkins, at Theater on the Lake, starting July 14th. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again next week at theaterinchicago.com.